Okay, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Ni hao to my Chinese friends and esteemed guests. Kalimera to my Greek brothers and sisters. So it's a real pleasure to be here in Shanghai. You know, it's a beautiful day, it's a vibrant city. You know, it's a really fantastic event. So thank you, Nicholas, thank you, Capital Link. It's a real honor. So today, I've been asked to give a review of all the main shipping markets. Tankers, bulkers, containers, gas, offshore. So I'll try to squeeze it all into the next 15, 20 minutes. To make it easier, I'm going to use the metaphor of the famous American cowboy film, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. So just quickly before I do that, just start with introducing ourselves, Vessels Value. We do four main things, values, database, vessel mapping, and global trade. We were established in 2010. We have four main offices, three in England, one in Singapore, where I am based. And actually, we very recently opened up a China office, where I was earlier this week, in Xi'an. Uh, today, it's a bit old this slide, we're about 130 people, all specialist focused on research and shipping market intelligence. Um, in terms of our commercials, we have about 350 clients, about 2,000 individual users, and they're really split between banks, funds, leasing companies, owners and operators, and then governments and other professional services. So enough of that, let's get on to the market. Start with the good, good old Clint Eastwood up there. Bulkers, it's been a good year, could have been a good 18 months for dry bulk owners and investors. Values are up healthily. It's been quite interesting. The smaller vessels have actually done better. So the Handys and the Supras done better than the Capes and the Panamaxes. If we look at this graph, this is change in values on a fixed age, non-depreciated basis since 2015. And then the statistics are just looking at the last year because we really care about what's happening now. So we can see it's been a bumpy ride, but in the last year, we've had some serious increases in value. So the number one best performing vessel type last year was a handy, Fire went up 22% in value over one year. Followed by Supras, followed by Capes, and then followed by Panamax. But they're all pretty similar. Around the 20% increase in value in a 12-month period is not a bad return on investment. Let's look at a single ship now. I'll just take an example of a 2010-built Cape size, uh, built in Korea. She's currently valued about $28.5 million. Her DCF value is about $31 million. And you can see the time series below uh, of her historical performance and value. So again, you can see the cycle, you can see the super cycle, and you can see recently the increase in value. So the highest she reached was just before she was delivered in 2008. She hit $134, $135 million. The lowest she reached was in early 2016. That was the low of the market of about $20, $19 million. If we look at some transactions that have reinforced that value, she sold for $20 million to uh, Capital, that's Maranakis in Greece, in, in 
It's actually just, just late 2016. And then he sold her for a nice profit, kind of six, eight months later, for 29.5 million in mid-2017. So he made some good money quickly off that vessel. If we look at a much longer-term view, this is going the value all the way back to the early 90s, again, on a fixed-age basis. And well, we've actually put two flat lines on here, a, a red line and a brown line, representing the current value and the median value. And interestingly, they're on top of each other. So we'd say on a historical basis, capes are looking pretty fairly priced. They're at their long-term, just about their long-term historical average. But you know, the important thing to see here is the cycle, where we are in the cycle, where we may be going. If we look at that across the various different types and we compare the current values to the long-term average, we use the median, it removes the effect of the super cycle, we can see that everything is pretty fairly priced. Capes are just above their long-term average. And interestingly, handies are still well below their long-term average, showing some potential for upside capital gain. Now, if we look at a possible future, we work with a you know, very experienced Norwegian forecasting company called VMR. They help us with the forecasting of the different asset classes. And you can see here that it's looking pretty bullish. They're expecting between a 20 to 40% increase in values over the next three or four years. Really leading the way again is the smaller vessel types with the handies really looking to perform the best at about 45% increase in value by kind of end 2020. And that drop off in 2021 is expected, you know, good times always followed by bad, too many ships will be ordered. And there is a general consensus globally of a potential global economic recession coming into play 2021-22. That's bulkers. Now even more extreme is containers. So, Containers had some really bad times, and the market is very much improving. You know, the best performing asset class in containers last year was a handy container. It's gone up 49%, 50% in value over the last year. Fair enough, it's gone from historical lows, but, you know, 50% increase is, is, you know, not to be shied at. Uh, the second best performing is, again, a smaller type, the Fidemax. Third is the Panamax. And then the fourth is the big mega ULCVs, are just pretty much going along in a flat line, kind of 4% increase. If we take, an ex again, a ship, for example, this is a 2006-built sub-Panamax container vessel. Um, she, her current value is about $11.7 million. Her DCF is still quite a lot higher, at just under 17. And again, you can see her historical performance and value, and then the very bad last couple of years that they've experienced, and the recent increase in values. The highest she reached was 71 million back in 2008, and the lowest she got to was 6.9 million about a year ago. Um, in 2007, she sold for 47 million to Nautilus, and 2018, she sold for 10.5 to MPC container ships who have been buying quite a lot of this tonnage and doing quite well at it. If we look at the historical time series back to 92, you can now see the play of the median and the current values. The, me the median is well above the current values, showing, again, potential, if you believe in this long-term reversion to an average, for capital appreciation over the long term. And again, you can see that nice uptick over the last 12 months. 
If we compare this across all the different sectors, again, we are still very cheap in the container sector, particularly the much maligned Panamax sector. Values are really down. I remember about this time last year, or maybe 16 months ago, a 2010-built Panamax container vessel was sent to the scrappers. It was seven years old. So values were really down, and now you know, there is the potential, and they have risen, and there is the potential for them to rise more. And this is reflected in our friends VMR's forecast going forward. You know, they expect pretty bullish Panamax container vessels to increase by 150% over the next three years. The other, the other types really are about 50-60% increase over a three-year period. Now on to the bad. I mean, I had to put it in this metaphor. You know, we're going to talk tankers. The market is not particularly good for tankers today. Um, but, you know, where there is pain, there is also opportunity, as the Greek ship owners have shown us time and time again. So it's bad, but it's actually values have come up a bit in the last year. The last 12 months, we've had some pretty okay increases, particularly led by the product tanker sector on the smaller side. So the MRs in the last 12 months are up 19% followed by Aframaxes up at 14%. VLCC, sorry, VLCCs and LR1s drawing there, 6%, and Suez is up at 4%. So, you know, there's a lot of negativity in the tanker sector, but values have, you know, come up in line with the general rising market. But you can see over the long term, they are still relatively down. Take a vessel, for example, she's a VLCC, built 2010, She's currently valued just under $48 million. Her DCF's a bit higher at $52.5 million. And we can see again, not too much volatility there, but you know, values are down. Her highest was just under $200 million back before the financial crisis. And then her lowest really is today. She, they are at historical lows uh, at $47.9 million. Uh, some transactions. She sold in 2010 to Genmar for 120, 119 million bucks. And then earlier this, or about a year ago, she sold for well under half that seven years later at 53 to International Seaways. In terms of the historical context, you can really see the pronounced cycle here over the time. Um, and we can see again that we're low, and what we know what goes down in shipping generally goes up. We look across all the different types. Really, the only one that maybe seems kind of fairly priced is the Suez Max. That's quite interesting, right? Aframax still has a lot of room to grow up to the long-term average. VLCCs, MRs, again, they've come up a lot, 20% in the last year, so looking pretty, pretty fairly priced. Forecast, expecting flat over the next one and a half to two years, and then asset values really expected to increase quite quickly through tw uh, 2020. Um, and then that fall off in 2021 in line with the other vessel types. Uh, why are they going up? Expecting demand to recover. We'd have seen oil prices now at $70 a barrel. Expecting oil demand to grow probably faster than people are expecting. You know, people see all the Teslas driving around and expect oil demand to be muted. But, you know, China, you guys demanding a lot of oil. India demanding a lot of oil. So, you know, there is a, there is a potential good demand story in the future. Um, and hopefully not too, vessel, too many vessels to be built. Now on to the ugly. Offshore. So, you know, it's, it's not been good times for offshore. 
We've had a bit of a, let's say a little bit of recovery in some sectors in the last year, just based off asset play. You know, values have just fallen off a cliff in line with the fall of the oil price. So you can see here, you know, from very high values, if you take the jacket, uh, sorry, the semi-subs, the reds there, the big red block, from over $200 million to under $80 million over a couple of years. Um, what's interesting here is jack-up values have gone up a lot in the last year. That's been one Norwegian driving that bore drilling. They've been snapping up everything they can. Um, that's driven up the prices, but again, from very, very, very low historical values. Uh, second best performing, if you say that, is the semi-submersibles. Third is the PSVs, and four is the HTSs. But those have been pretty, pretty flat at a very, very, very low rate uh, value. I'll take an AHTS, so that's an anchor handling tug. I'll take one of those, for example. So you can see the destruction in value really very closely aligned to the fall in oil price. So her current value is about $6 million versus a DCF value of $31 million. Could be a good investment if you have the guts. So her highest value was 75. Her lowest value was six. So it's, un, you know, it's a tenth. And in earlier this year, she sold for $5.8 million to Eastern Navigation. We look at current versus history, uh, sorry, long, yeah, current versus historical average, we're way below. Historical average about 30, current at about six, seven. Look at that across all the types. You know, AHDS is 77% below their historical average. Right? There is opportunity here but there's also a lot of danger. So something I couldn't fit into my good and bad, the ugly, so I'll call it the so-and-so, is uh, gas. I mean, we at Vessels Valley, we like gas. It's a clean fuel. It's the fuel of the future. We like the gas ships. They're difficult to build. Can't be too many of them built too quickly, hopefully. Um, but it's been really affected by the negativity of the oil markets. Um, it's been pretty flat to down. There was too many vessels that were built, demand has not shown the strength that we expected. Um, so really over the last year, you know, it's, it's, as I say, it's been pretty flat. What's interesting, again, like the bulkers, is the smaller sizes have been the best performers. So the best over the last year is the small LNG vessels, right? Followed by, actually, interestingly, the VLGCs, really because they've come up from quite low levels, followed by the fully pressurized, then the large, then the MGCs. But, you know, you can see those lines there. There's, not, there's, no, there's none of that exciting volatility that we're used to in the shipping sector. Again, versus historical averages, what seems underpriced is the smaller, the smaller sizes. You know, we like them. And as LNG trade increases, we think the smaller sizes have some, you know, interesting potential. So, I think I did the markets in 16 minutes. So let's summarize. What's going up? Well, it's the Chinese bull. You know, you guys, thank you. You're, you're helping drive the positivity in the market again, right? So we've got bulkers. You know, we're really excited about One Belt, One Road. You know, the demand could be the new big demand story for the dry bulk sector, right? And thankfully, the order book is relatively small. I think Cape size this year is about 3 or 4%, right? Versus a couple of years ago, it was growing at 8 9%. Containers, again, there's a lot of China trade, there's a lot of China-to-China -China trade, right? intra-China trade is pulling in a lot of those vessels. And it's the cycle. 
it was very, very low, and it's now coming up and recovering. So what's going slow? The tortoise, you know, could win the race in the end, but it's going slow at the moment. It's tankers. They said there's this bit of concern about demand for crude around the world. Um, and there is a bit of a problem of the, the owners still can't stop ordering in these bad markets. Uh, I think the VLCC fleet is expected to grow 6% this year, you know, in a, in a pretty bad market, and there are still orders being placed. Uh, gas, it's too many ships. Demand hasn't performed like we wanted it to, but it's a good demand story there. We like gas. And then the bad is offshore. It's just a hangover. Right? They had too many good times, people were making too much money, and now everybody's head hurts a lot. So thank you very much. I hope I can show you how information or the information that we provide at Vessels Value can help you make an opinion on the market. And you know, we very much think that better information helps you make better decisions. So thank you very much and sorry for being late.